Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Ulla. Ulla is originally from Finland and works for Finbrit, a language and culture organisation in Helsinki. We met online, as life is still mostly online. You may hear one or two notification sounds like a ping. That's because one of us received an email while we were chatting. We chatted about memories of English class at school, the different clubs you can join at Finbrit, and personal aims for improving your English. But I started by asking Ulla to tell me a little bit about herself. <laughs> I am Ulla Pegg and I currently lead Finbrit. I've been here for two years now and earlier in my career I worked in management consulting, um, doing change programs, learning and training. And um, I've lived in the US and the UK and perhaps that is why my For example, my accent, I feel it's mid-Atlantic. I have a Finnish-British family uh, and I live here in Helsinki. Um, and that's about it, I guess, in um, sort of, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Fantastic. Let's go to the beginning then. When did you start learning English? Was it just part of school or was it even before, from a very early age? Um, I must have been about 10 because at that time when I started school, um, English started on the third grade and it must have been sort of 10 years old. I liked it. However, I felt that it was very easy at the beginning. I mean, I remember we were in a, a sort of gym hall or sports hall and we had a teacher, fantastic teacher, by the way, but she wanted us to sort of queue up, come to her and she would ask us, you know, what's your name? my name is Ulla and then I would ask her so what's your name <laughs> and she would respond so it was a bit tedious to start off with when you did that you know round and round again <laughs> but it created a memory <laughs> yeah interesting do you think they teach like that now <laughs> no probably not <laughs> excellent so when you continued on then did you continue studying at university as well Yes, I mean, um, English follows you, if you like, through the Finnish school system and through university as well. And in in the university, I went to the um, Turku Business School um, and it was obviously more business English. I, I did want to uh, work and study abroad. Um, I went to the US as part of an ISEC exchange program. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, it's basically a year abroad. And I spent that year at IBM in New York which was obviously very wow. exciting. They'll have good friends from there. Um, and then um, I went to the UK because I met an Englishman here in Helsinki and we got married and wanted to live in the UK for a little bit. How would you describe your English now then, Ulla? Is it more UK influenced or US influenced? I would love to say it's more UK influenced, of course, because of the time <laughs> that I've spent with my husband thus far. Um, and he keeps correcting me if I don't get it right. <laughs> oh, gosh, what sort of things does he correct? Uh, if I say 20, 
Ah. <laughs> 20. I can't say little. It has to be little, <laughs> etc. So um, yes, but but it's it's fun. I mean, I love the differences. And um, here at Finbrit, we have um, a good sort of um, mixture as well. We have a couple of American teachers and, and a couple of British teachers. And um, just listening to them, um, you should take a look at the YouTube Tony's shepherd's pie i think it's called <laughs> there's one one british person and, and one um, american person and the way they talk about kitchen and cooking for example and the, just the difference in vocabulary there absolutely it can be a real minefield almost like you have to translate from one to the other That's yeah right. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about, more about your work at finbrit then Thinbrit is a fantastic organization. Um, all of our offerings and activities and the way we work um, supports our mission and values. Um, and we obviously want to make Finland more welcoming and diverse. Um, we offer English lessons, English language testing, IELTS in Cambridge and social events. So there's, there's a good mix. Finland has a good reputation of people who speak a very high level of English. So what type of students do you have? Are they just sort of high level advanced students or do you have a mix? We, each student is unique. Um, and we also get a lot of, um, a lot of non-Finnish uh, students. So from various cultural backgrounds. Um, and that was one of the things I spoke to our teachers about, you know, what is hard and, and what is easy in learning English. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to stress that I think, you know, students are so unique and each of them gets the individual feedback at Finbrit. And that is really the, the key to learning so that you know where to improve, how to improve. And the feedback is so integrated into the teaching and the way the teacher speaks that you really need to sort of pick up that okay that's for me I'll I'll take that on board next type thing <laughs> so it's it's really kind um guidance I would say yeah lovely what about the social events what type of things do you offer to people is it about learning how we make cakes or something in the UK? I wish. <laughs> if, we, if we had our proper kitchen here, uh, that's what we've been dreaming about doing. Um, most, I mean, uh, the events are very diverse. Obviously, the members are diverse. People who come here are diverse. So we try and cater for uh, many tastes. A lot of the talks center around English literature. And we do have a book club, for example. Oh, nice. And they've been really, um, really popular. Um, the book club itself is, is very popular. Um, we have uh, sports club events. Sometimes we do sports ourselves. Sometimes we just go and watch a game together. For example, cricket or rugby here, because uh, they're not broadcast in Finland. Sure. Uh, so we gather together and, and watch those. Um, what else? Musical performances. We have folk club. We have knitting club. Knitting is also very popular. I mean, once there was like 25 people here and, you know, people laughing and chatting and you know it's lovely absolutely. absolutely it's lovely to have a chat while knitting I think it's important yes <laughs> <laughs> what about your English then Ulla um what would you improve about your English vocabulary pronunciation grammar punctuation what would you improve if you could hmm. I think that I'm trying to focus on three things at the moment uh, one of them is saying a person's name more often. 
Okay. Uh, it's a cultural thing, I know. Finns don't tend to use that, and we almost feel that it's intimidating if somebody keeps repeating our name. Mm-hmm. But I know it's very important in, in, when you speak English. Yeah. Um, then the other thing would be perhaps using a little bit more color in my tone of voice, um, because Finnish is a fairly flat language, and I noticed that. I was listening to a meeting where there was a male person, a construction person, speaking Finnish, but using a lot of tone and rhythm, and it really sounded quite odd. Oh. <laughs> but in English, I know that we need to try and remember to um, do that, and otherwise we we sound like Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> That's so funny. Why do, why do you think it sounded odd? Um, it sounded almost too animated. But it's it's an interesting. There's a balance yeah. that you need to strike. I think both languages really. So, but that's just the just the difference. And I've noticed that um, I, I speak English fairly flatly, if you like. Um, so, and then perhaps the third thing is um, using very simple storytelling techniques, like um, words like uh, first and then and next, sort of taking the listener with me. And I try to you know, use those now, but I've only realized it sort of recently that I don't tend to do that. I just, I'm a Finn and I go straight to the point and, you know, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> so I, I think that those are my sort of key things at the moment. That, I think they're very good ones. Yeah, the, the idea of storytelling, when you, in Finnish then, is there never an idea of like, I'm going to show you the direction of my talk. I'm just gonna give you the information. I mean, it depends on a person, of course, but um, we forget to use words like that. I don't, I, I haven't analyzed it. Uh, if there's words in Finnish or, or structures that actually carry the story on without these words. Um, but I do need to think about them when, when I speak English. I think that's fascinating, really. I think, yeah. Final question then, Ulla. Um, what tips would you give an English learner to help them? I would say that find your way of learning, um, immerse yourself in the language. Um, I mean, I went to Stockholm uh, when I was studying and uh, I wanted to learn Swedish. I had good base in grammar and vocabulary, but I was afraid of reacting, didn't really know what to say. It took me years to construct a sentence. If somebody asked me, okay, so what time is it? And I'm like, oh my, <laughs> uh, panic, um, panicked at that point. But um, I went to work with uh, elderly people because I thought that they wouldn't speak much English to me. And it did help. It was fantastic. And on the way to work, I was listening to music and singing along. Must have looked completely silly. But um, I, I enjoyed it. My pronunciation got much better. My vocabulary, my active vocabulary got much better. Um, so find your way of learning. Read books, listen to music, sing along. That would be my advice. I think that's great advice. Do you still sing along to songs now? No, not really. Oh, why not? <laughs> I'm not much of a singer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome. Ulla, that's lovely. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you would like to add that perhaps we haven't discussed yet? Um, probably not. Just enjoy it. I mean, languages give you so much 
um, in terms of, you know, think in, in your own thinking, even if you don't travel anywhere, you stay put. But if you can actually read a book in its original language or listen to music and understand that or talk to people, you know, just enjoy nice. it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Thank you so much. That's brilliant. I really enjoyed hearing about Ulla's aims for her own English. It's really good to set yourself goals around grammar, vocabulary and culture. If you're in Finland, check out Finbrit's courses and cultural events. Joining a knitting club to improve your English is a great idea. So, following Ulla's comment about sounding flat when speaking English, this episode's pronunciation tip is an expression tip. One way to make your English more expressive is to stress the words we call modifiers. Now, modifiers are used to make an adjective stronger or weaker. For example, we can say, this is good, this is very good, this is so good, making good stronger with very and so, or this is difficult, this is a bit difficult, this is fairly difficult, to make difficult weaker with a bit and fairly. One modifier we often use is quite, but did you know that quite can have three different meanings depending on how you say it? Let me show you how. First, what I expected. This program is quite interesting. The stress is the same for every word. I understand that the program is not the best, but it's okay. Next, less than I expected. This program is quite interesting. The stress is up for quite and down for interesting. Quite interesting. Here, I understand that I expected the program to be more interesting, but in fact, it was not very interesting and a bit disappointing. Finally, more than I expected. This program is quite interesting. The stress this time is down for quite and up for interesting. Quite interesting. Now I understand that we thought the program would be a bit boring, but it was actually interesting. So, three different ways to say quite. Think of three different situations. One expected, one less than expected, and one more than expected. And then create sentences with quite. So you can use the different stresses, flat, up, down, quite interesting, and down, up, quite interesting. It's quite fun. Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage. So take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Ulla, and for her music, a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now.